The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vodcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the uh, one of the hosts of this wonderful show. You can find me on Twitter, Joe Miller Wired. And that guy over there is Jay Spence the King. What's up with you, man? Not much. Uh, yeah, just uh, in the throes of training, as we were talking about before the show started. So I'm a, little, a new job, new career, new stuff going on, and I'm back into this training thing that I haven't had two weeks of it that I haven't done in. It's been decades since I've had to go yeah. through a training regimen. You've been given trainings. Right. And just sitting in uh sitting in uh sitting in this seat, the chair that I'm sitting in, because I now have a desk on this side, which you can see in the background that I didn't have before. So I've got like podcast station and then I've got workstation over here. <laughs> but sitting in the seat for eight, nine hours a day, listening to people drone on about stuff that I learned 20 years ago. It's like, why am I learning this again? I know all about this stuff. Man, it's yep. it's take it's taking it out of me. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. A little tired myself, but I got the energy for this. We'll get it going. It's hump day. Hump, hump, hump day. day. <laughs> Jump cool. on it like hump that like button. So if you're in the room already, who's in here? Uh, so Richard Rush is in the room. De- Daniel Reese is in the room. Uh, I don't know who else is in the room, but yeah, if you're in the room, jump on that like button. But uh, the Bills haven't really done much this week. It's been kind of quiet. No, but I texted you earlier and I also posted a, a post on Twitter today like just I love Brandon Bean and and the reason being I guess we can kind of just jump right into it yeah so nothing really this week we didn't hear anything no, no news no. but the Las Vegas Raiders signed Derek Carr to an extension I missed that extension by the way when did it when did that happen this morning actually when I text you it was maybe like five minutes after I text you or who's not text who's you. not been on Twitter for three days because of training it's me <laughs> <laughs> Well, long story short, it's a, it's a three-year extension, and is basically he's going to be averaging $40.5 million per year for that extension. Wow. And my reaction to that, like, obviously, I have, I have family members who are uh, Raiders fans. I have friends and then Twitter, you know, so it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, good for you guys. You got your guy locked in. But then I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm just like, dude, I love Brandon Bean. Like, right. it didn't even take a full <laughs> year. Like, it didn't even take a full year for Josh's contract to look like a bargain for the guy that we have attached to it and i know it's like how can you say it's a bargain he's he's averaging like 43 whatever he's averaging i get it it's a grip it's a lot of money yeah but when you're seeing the likes of car get yep. very similar to that when you're seeing the likes of and this is not a shot of deshaun watson as a as a football player he's a very talented guy we haven't seen him mm-hmm. in a year but he has a fully guaranteed contract so again we're we're surpassing what we've done for Josh. Aaron Rodgers signed his extension and he's making 50 million a year. Mm-hmm. Again, he's worth it, but so at this point, Josh's contract is just like like man, what a bargain. Lamar's coming up, right? So and you, you gotta think that with Derek Carr coming in at 40, if that's reported in Daniel Daniel Gowry says three years for average 40.5 million dollars. Uh you gotta think that Lamar is probably gonna get more than Josh. Is there a world, and not that we want to talk about the Ravens and the Raiders, but is there a world where you think Lamar is worth more than Josh Allen? 
as a Bills fan, I'm going to obviously say no. But in reality, the way it's looked at outside of Buffalo and the way it's talked about, yes, Lamar Jackson is Still? hes already an MVP. He's an MVP. He, Josh, Josh Allen, they talk on Good Morning Football about Josh Allen being the best quarterback in the league. Better than Patrick Mahomes. Better than Aaron, Aaron, but- Aaron Rodgers. I understand, and I feel the same way as a Bills fan. I, I feel that way. It's like, but, yes, talk about it. Like, yeah, no, go ahead and say that again. Just go ahead and say it again. Say it again. But but in reality, when you're looking at things from a contract point of view, when, when these players come in to negotiate, same thing what we're talking about now with Jordan Poyer. Yeah. He hit all pro last year. It's a completely different conversation coming right. into the front office this year saying, Brandon Bean, I want an extension now. Right. As a, like Now that I'm an all pro, as it was the year prior when he wasn't an all pro. So right. when you have a guy that he's been the MVP he's made the Pro Bowl he's made the playoffs every year that he's been in the league besides this year because he was injured and prior to him being injured he was like top three in conversation for MVP again because he had 20 I think it's 26 players on injured reserve so Mm -hmm. he still had the team trending towards the playoffs and so I'm not saying he's not good I'm not saying no I know I know you're not questioning that but I'm saying like when you when when he finally, because he doesn't have an agent, so when he finally decides to come and sit down at the table for himself to negotiate terms, mm-hmm. he can say, I'm an MVP. I made the playoffs every single year besides mm-hmm. the one that I wasn't healthy for. Right. And even that year, we were trending and we had 26 guys right. on injured reserve. Right. So it, from that game, from that point of view, you can look at Lamar Jackson and say, yeah, he, he's absolutely worth every single penny. From our point of view, Josh Allen is worth what we're paying and more. Like when you're looking at the way these contracts are being built now, next year we're going to be like, man, I, I'm so happy we got Josh locked in. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, like what's happening now, I, I can't imagine what's going to happen next year. I can't. Yeah, it, it's funny because for me, we say it on this show and I say it on my show all the time that he's never going to be cheaper than he is today. Every day that passes, he's more expensive. And we were saying that about Josh mm-hmm. last summer. Or last year before the deal was done, like get him done today because every day that passes, he's more expensive. And that's literally what we're seeing now. Like, like to think that Derek Carr could make close to what he's going to make and to think that Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, I think Lamar, I think you said it right. Lamar Jackson, because of these numbers and what Derek got is worth every penny if he makes more than Josh Allen. But the reality is, is Josh Allen's worth more than his current contract. And then that begs the question, well, is there a point where Josh Allen's like, hey, you know about my contract? (laughs) It might need to be a little higher. It might need to be in the 50s. (laughs) Yeah. But I think at at this point, with with it just being done, um, you obviously have to, I'm sure he's not going to, if he throws for, whatever this year like he breaks every record this year he's not going to come back to the table and say okay guys let's restructure because i've out it it won't happen so i could see it being maybe three years down the line four years but they the way brandon bean is structuring these contracts he's structuring them in ways that there's some flexibility yeah later on so so they're we're at it we're in a really good place when it comes to josh allen as our quarterback we're in a good place we have our number one wide receiver locked in yep we got you know that's we're good man that's a great topic to discuss and i don't remember what i didn't get to watch the whole thing but it was i saw it on youtube and i caught a blurb of it and then i was busy i think i was on a break from training so i couldn't watch it but they were talking about i want to get there in a second they were talking about the packers parted ways with adams because they have rogers um and then the Chiefs parted ways with Hill because they've got Mahomes. The Bills are the only team that have Allen, and they were like, we got to keep our dude. And they kept mm-hmm. their dude. Um, however, before we talk about that, I almost tweeted this morning before training started. I was driving home from the gym, and I was just like, man, the the Buffalo Bills have a franchise. Like, we're going into the draft with a franchise quarter, an undisputed franchise quarterback which for us as bills fans and it's been that way i mean we felt good about it last year but we're going into the into the the draft with an undisputed franchise nobody in the league would be would would say well they might have a little bit of a you know the browns before this whole deshaun watson thing it was like well they're gonna have some decisions to make about baker and then obviously they made a decision we're not happy necessarily with the decision that they made and clearly near as neither is baker but not only do we have an undisputed franchise quarterback that everybody recognizes that he's the guy, so uh, liken him to Derek Carr. Some people like Derek Carr. I'm one of the guys, and we've talked about this before, and I think it's because he plays for a pirate-based team, and it looks like he's wearing manscara under his gut, like <laughs> under his face mask. Like he just looks like a pirate in his helmet. Uh, there's just things about Derek Carr I like, but I'm not going to sit here and like try to convince anybody in the world that he's better or just as good as Josh Allen or Lamar or Aaron Rodgers or any of those guys. 
But not only outside of the fact that we have an undisputed, this is where I'm going, an undisputed franchise quarterback, there's legitimate people outside of Buffalo, people that have hated Buffalo for the last 10 years that are calling him the number one quarterback in the in the NFL. And it's, it's do you, how do you feel when you hear that? When you hear that, and it's not just Kyle Brandt. We would expect Kyle Brandt to say, Josh Allen's the best quarterback in football. Peter Schrager says it. And when Peter Schrager says it, I'm like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm almost, I'm not saying pump the brakes, but I'm just like, it's just, it's, this is wildest dreams land. This is a weird place to live. This is a weird place to be. Is it not? Yeah. I mean, especially being a bit, like you said, like you mentioned, a Bills fan. Um, so for my entire adult life, I haven't had a team that I claimed as my own in the NFL perform like this with a quarterback like right. this. Right. So, so no, this is, this is wildest dreams land for sure. And, you know, we were talking about how, how outside, outside of Buffalo, everybody looks at Josh and it's like, because you're right. It's not just it's not even just Peter. Spray. I saw Stephen A. Smith actually take up for Josh Allen in a debate. <laughs> like, what in the world is happening here? The world's about like, to end, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> like, what is going on? So, I mean, when it comes to yesterday, I was having a discussion and, and I understand that part of this is the fandom in me. I'm a huge. Obviously, we are all Bills fans here. But like. You know, when you're a fan of your team like this, your guy, like you just have a special place for him. So I love Josh and I understand that. So when I do these podcasts, a lot of times I try to like dial that back and not like speak completely honestly. But man, I was having this conversation with somebody on their pod and I'm like, no, I'm gonna keep it real with you, man. Like, I think it does to me personally. And this is not me being like overly cocky. This is not me thinking that no other team has the ability to win. I think there are... The AFC is loaded this year. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a gauntlet for whoever makes it to the Super Bowl. But the me having Josh Allen on my team with Stefan Diggs, with this defense, Adam Von Miller, and just all of this stuff, I don't care who plays where. I don't care who trades to who for a receiver for whatever quarterback. And I don't care what defensive end goes to what team in which conference and which division. I got Josh Allen. And right. guess what? As right. long as I got Josh Allen, I'm confident that my team is going to be in it at the end of the game. I can't deal with any more heartbreaks like the 13 seconds. I can't deal with it. We got to get one. But at this point, I'm that confident. Like, man, whoever y'all want to bring in here, bring them in. I got Josh. We can beat them. Yeah. And that's really how I feel. They did a uh, they did a thing on Good Morning Football. I think it was Monday where they, they drafted AFC teams. So what's up, sis? They drafted AFC teams and they were just like, okay, we're going to go through and we're going to, you know, and everybody's going to pick four rounds, the four, you know, the four people on good morning football and you know, whatever, however it falls, but it was, we, it was wild to me. And I was with them for the most part with most of the picks that they made. I, I'm, I'm not at the point where a lot of people are calling the bills, the number one team in football. And, and Peter Schrager took the chiefs first because you take the guy that won it, you know, that was the best at least. And I know the Bengals were, but you take right, whatever. It was weird to me that they got to, like 14, 15, and 16. And that's where the trash team showed up. It took for the AFC, there's 16 teams in the AFC. What's up, Uncle Dale? There's there's 16 teams in the AFC. And it took until the Jets, Jags, and I can't is it who's the there's one more team in the AFC that's just not great. Like 14, 15, and 16. Those are the bad teams. The other ones, the other <laughs> 12, 13 teams are good. <laughs> I, I'm a little over the Bengal love and Kay Adams like love for the Bengals. And great that somebody's out there flying their flag, but to me, I don't I don't know that they're they may miss the playoffs this year in that division. But. Yeah, I got barked at because that was my prediction. I don't think that they'll even make the playoffs. When you when you look at their division, if because there's a huge question mark, a will Deshaun Watson be suspended Texans. at all? Texans, Jets, Jags. Like th- that was 14, 15, and 16. It's like those are the trash teams. <laughs> but there's the question if if, if Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended at all. So right. if Deshaun Watson isn't suspended, I'm not going to say that the Bengals are a better team than the Browns with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Now, with Baker at quarterback, to me, I look at the team differently. Deshaun Watson, football only, Right, that guy's a problem. We saw it in the playoffs. Like yeah. that, that yeah. guy can be a problem. Yeah. So you add Amari Cooper there. They got that run game, that offensive line. I can't say he's better than them. Lamar Jackson will have a healthy team next year. Not 26 guys on injured reserve. Right. I can't right. say that the Bengals are going to be better than it. So out of that out of that division, are you going to have three teams make it? When you have the AFC West that's loaded, 
Then you have the AFC East that technically I wouldn't say is loaded now, but everybody is happy about Miami. The New England Patriots made it last year and they expect Mac Jones to take a step forward. So it's like I just I can't see how the way that the Bengals were winning is sustainable. I can't. All four, all four NFC West, AFC West teams are playoff teams, potential playoff. They have the the talent to be. That doesn't mean they're, they're going to play well. Doesn't mean they're going to be coached well. Doesn't mean they're, they're not going to slip up and make mistakes. Or there's not going to be injuries. You know, Pat Mahomes gets injured, and that the Chiefs aren't the Chiefs anymore. I'm not saying that, but all, right now on paper, all four of those teams are playoff teams. Like it's yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. And here we sit, the Buffalo Bills, and it's hard to wrap your mind around. It's Amanda Davy, I think, said it. We've gotten so used, you know, after 20 years of having trash quarterbacks, not trash, but not not Josh Allen. Right there, it is. It's even weirder to hear, like, to, to look or to view the landscape of the AFC and see what the AFC West looks like, see what the AFC North looks like, the Chiefs, what the Dolphins, not the Chiefs, the Patriots, what the Dolphins have done, and people are still like the best team in the AFC is the Buffalo Bills. It it's it's hard it's hard to as fan as fan goggled as we get, it's still hard to be like it's true. <laughs> the part that right. really gets me about that though is like so. It, when now we're in a league where obviously defensive players, especially pass rushers, are a premium. Like they're looked right, at like, okay, right. these guys are the guy. Right. But I feel like it's an offensive game. So I feel like, you know, yeah, you get the high power to Rick Hill to Miami Dolphins, Devontae Adams to the, the Vegas uh, Raiders. Like you see those moves and it's like, oh man, they took a step forward. The Buffalo Bills lost two of their receivers and everybody is still saying. That's right. This is the best team in football. They don't have a. They don't. Have, they're starting the season with Cam Lewis and Dane Jackson. They don't have a CB one on this team until Trey gets better. Like the running back group is suspect, even with Duke, the addition of Duke Johnson. And yeah, everybody's still like, did you see? By the way, I don't remember what Twitter site or Twitter where I was. Where I was at on Twitter? It was one of those I don't know, nameless, faceless, faceless places that do Bills media stuff. But they had other excerpts of Von Miller's decision to come to Buffalo when he was sitting in the back of a truck, he was sitting in the back of a, like a, an SUV, like a, like a Tahoe or something. And he was talking to his dad, his agent called him and said, I've got your dad with me. Do you want to talk Von to your dad? Posted that. Yeah, Von Von, posted okay. That. Von posted it. So you watched it mm-hmm. and heard the conversation between him and his dad. Yeah. It, it, it was intriguing. The only thing that they need is you. Like you can they go there. Their, right. They have the quarterback, probably the best in the league. He's this, he's that. It is is weird to hear. Now, Von Miller is looked at as one of the best defensive players of all time. He just won a Super Bowl. He just won just, it. Like, hey, hey, son, why don't you go back to the Rams and win another one? <laughs> right. Go ahead and get back with Aaron Donald. Go go get back with the guy that's looked at as the best defensive player possibly in history. And he tried to like, say he's that gonna, to his dad. But dad, yeah. AD, what about AD? <laughs> like, I'm leaving I'm leaving this generation's uh, Lawrence Taylor, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, different position. But you get my point. Yeah. Like, I'm oh, leaving yeah. this oh, yeah. level of talent yep. to yep. go play in Buffalo. And he's right. like, look, dude, all they missing is you. <laughs> Like, you're the guy. What? You're you're the guy they need. You're the guy. So so like just to kind of you know round that all together and put it all together, when you're talking about going back to the Bengals, I don't see them. I, I just can't see them beating the teams that we named. Like there's so many. There, there's just so many. I, I don't think that they're going to come out of their division. If you don't win a division right. this year, it's going right. to be tough for you to get a wild card spot. It's just going to be tough. And, right. and I know um, so and not to the this is not going to be something that people will like to hear, but I've been hearing that there's actually a likely a strong likelihood that Deshaun Watson will not even be suspended. Now, I'm still hearing that there's a possibility up to six games, but I'm also hearing that this year alone, they're not going to do the civil cases. They don't expect to, to um, have anything done with this year. Mm. So this season and then. um it, you know, just the way it's looking, the conversation behind closed doors is like he might not even get suspended. And and so to me, A, it blows my mind. But B, again, if Deshaun Watson is not suspended, I fully I fully anticipate it being the Cleveland Browns and the Ravens going for that division. I don't, I don't I'm not scared Agreed. of the Steelers. I'm not either. Agreed. Um, yeah, I don't I don't want to get hung up on Deshaun Watson. I mean, so much of it is. I believe in, you know, innocent until proven guilty. I believe in the justice system. I, you know, I believe 
in so many things. And I understand, I want to believe women, 22 of them. I don't, I just don't want to get caught up there. I mean, I, I mean, even as I'm saying, I don't want to, I'm getting caught up there. You know, yeah, I, no, we I, can move on from I him. See, I, I, see I, the, so... I see the NFL and the justice system do stupid things for people that, you know, for lesser crimes. And then the NFL, right. you know, I mean, Josh Gordon could have had, could have been one of the best receivers to ever play NFL football. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, it, if they don't suspend so, him, there's a problem, I guess is where I'm well, what I'm trying to say. Hey, well, let me tell you, I feel like even if they do suspend him, there's a problem. Um, the problem already happened. The fact that um, there are questions, we can move on, but I, they, I do want to let him get traded. The problem that there, that there, there are questions surrounding this guy by 22 women. They let him get traded. They gave him guaranteed money, a right. fully guaranteed deal that resets the quarterback market and the first That's year the and the first problem. year he's only making a million so if he gets suspended for the first year. <laughs> yeah so we can move on we don't we don't have to go there let's um let's let's get back to the bills uh little hauser says what's up guys extend poyer probably missed this topic all contracts other than von will look great next year von's not bad by any means I'm not upset with Devon Miller just to kind of no. start this. I'm not upset with Devon Miller contract at all. Like zero, mm -hmm. there's there's literally zero percent about that contract that makes me like, damn, that's bad. We shouldn't have it on the books. Devon Miller is worth every single penny. How, how are you with that? Yeah, no, I. So it was, it, and it goes back to me just being real with everybody else. Like I live captured it. I live video shot it when Ian Rappaport made the announcement on on NFL Network. And when they said four years, $120 million, I was like, are you kidding me for a 33-year-old? Like, at first, I was like, no, what are we doing? And then to find out it's three years, 52, it's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Like, I'm good with that. Yeah, so, it, it makes sense. And to have and him then retire, as as retire a Buffalo Bill, and if he wins a Super Bowl here, he becomes the only player in NFL history to win three Super Bowls, like, with three different teams. There's, you know, he goes into the Hall of Fame, maybe not as a Buffalo Bill, but as a member of a Buffalo Bills uh, yeah, I'm I'm totally good with he it. Gonna, he gonna be a legend, man. He's already a legend, and he's, he's already gonna, a legend. And and we Jersey, have him Jersey for life. I gotta get me and McKenna one still. So we, I, I feel like I gotta get, I gotta bet with somebody that um if if the Bills take a receiver in the first three rounds, they have to buy me a jersey. So you know, Bryce, get get forward, look forward to buying me a Von Miller jersey. Somebody said that they're not gonna take a wide receiver in the first three. I don't think the Bills should take a wide receiver in round one. But they're definitely taking one in the first three rounds. He said first three rounds. I said make the bet. <laughs> so he made it. So I'm, I think I was thinking Von Miller or a new Poyer jersey. I, honestly, I was thinking uh, Poyer, but I think I'm a, I'm an inch towards Von. I've been showing Poyer a whole lot of love lately. I'm going to have to switch that up. And, and But speaking of Poyer, extend Poyer. Probably missed this topic. Nope, we haven't talked about it yet. Mm -hmm. And um, it, with the way at? everything happened. My, so, my my show on just to preface what you're about to say my show on sunday i don't know if you caught it or not i'm not upset if you didn't i know we're all busy four men enter two men leave so basically jordan poyer right dawson knox uh ed oliver and uh who's the fourth one that's that's up this year there's a fourth there's a fourth player that's up this year that uh oh, you gotta be kidding me anyway edmonds, edmonds that's right four that, so those are the four guys there's no way they can keep all four so right. you got those four Maybe he can work some magic and keep three. Now Oliver has one more year, so Oliver's the the the, the difference. I just added it four men enter, two men leave. But just so you know, I did a thing. On, I did a thing on this. Where are you at with extending Poyer? So so for me, it, it's tough. Everybody knows I'm a. I love Tremaine Edmonds. Yep. Absolutely love Tremaine Edmonds. Yep. I love um, Ed Oliver. Everything yep. that, and I know the Bills picked up his fifth year, or yep. the, there's anticipation to do. I don't, you know, um, I think they did. They, they said they, they, I believe he's being said he was going to and did. Okay, and then um, other than Poyer, who was the other one that we mentioned there? Um, so Oliver, Poyer, Edmonds, and Knox. Knox. So with with all of those, these are all guys that I love. Like all guys that. When you think about the Buffalo Bills roster as as constructed, it's like no, we need these guys. I'm, la so I'm laughing because that was my point. These these aren't players that it's like good, get them out of here. These are players that all of Bills Mafia yeah. are like, I love that guy. <laughs> even even though there's detractors for Tremaine, I have them all muted on Twitter. I know there's a couple that are out there, but for all intents and purposes, we love these people. Like these are players we love. I tell you, if it's if it's me though, um, the guy that I think less about or the least amount about extending is Jordan Poyer. Like to me, it's not even a decision that's difficult. Right. You have a guy that 
it, depending on how you look at his game, and I think the Bills do value his game, Trey White went down, and the secondary didn't miss a beat because of Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. I, I watched. I, know, I watched that Patriots game again on Monday morning or on Monday afternoon, it, and that it was that it interception was that Mike, my God, I had was just stupid. Like I watched it. it four, was, I rewound it, and watched it again like four or five times. It, it was, was the safeties. Yeah, it was. It, but I mean, like the the safeties are the key to our defense, and you know when it comes to that stuff. So, so to me, you know, and I and actually I tweeted that last week. Like I, I'm shocked that there's so much, um, you know. I forgot how I worded it, but basically, like, I'm shocked that the fan base is arguing as much about the idea of extending Jordan Poyer. It's like it's crazy. And mm-hmm. I got all of the I got the reasons why. To me, it's not football. People don't like Rachel, whatever. People don't like whatever. <laughs> but when it comes to football, I don't think twice about Jordan Poyer being a member of the Buffalo Bills. Like, yeah, I don't. Is... Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, so So for me, I, I extend Jordan. Um, Greg just, Tom I'm, said he put up like a, a mock to do something like a three-year deal or something like mm-hmm. that where two's guaranteed and they can kind of get out the third. Right. right. Um, I can see something like that for sure. It's going to break my heart because I do feel like I do feel like we're actually going to end up moving on from Tremaine. Like I think Tremaine's going to be the, the guy, guy on the chopping block um, and not because of any type of lack of ability. I know there's a portion of the fan base who feels like he's not good. It's not true. It's not but, true. I do feel like you can find a I feel like you can find a guy to play linebacker in the draft that will give you what Tremaine gives us before you can find a safety in the draft that immediately gives us what Jordan gives us. I, even even with what you just said, you're going to have a very hard time finding a linebacker that can give us what Tremaine is going to give us. I mean, the, I the idea of ready to play can't miss prospect when you know from a from a from a draft standpoint the first projected inside linebacker linebacker at all projected to go off the board is at 24 to the vikings one pick before the bills doesn't speak highly of the draft class clearly it's easier to replace a safety than it is probably any other player on the defense especially when you've got micah hyde next to him all that to say this which is what i almost cut you off for and i apologize i just need bills fans what's up big john I, I need Bills fans to get past the canceling of players, whether it's because of their wives, because of whatever. I mean, we we pushed a Hall of Fame running back out the door because he wasn't driving his car. Somebody else was, and a drunk girl bumped into it and, like, hit the mirror. Like, I'm just – and then he, you know, whatever got cut, caught with a firearm in California. I just – Rachel, the Cole Beasley thing. I need Bills fans just to stop trying to run people out of town could we just stop trying to run guys out of town? We just don't need, and, and, and the whole, we don't need superstars. I, I went on a rant two weeks ago about this, you know, that, you know, Oh, Jake, before Diggs got re-signed and, and the, and the mafia started to turn on him. We talked about it last week. Uh, it yeah. was getting close. Like there was one day there where the mafia was like, I don't know if we need him anyway. And it's like, are you kidding me? It's Stefan Diggs. Jake Kumaro is not giving you Stefan Diggs production. I don't care how much heart J- Jake Kumaro has. He's not Stefan Diggs. I love Isaiah Hodgins. Isaiah Hodgins is not Stephon Diggs. Like it's just, I'm just. We we still have that mentality. That, so like we still have the find the diamond in the rough mentality because that's what we've that's what we've had to do for so long as right. fans. Right. But we had to love Fred the, Jackson. The Duke every, every player we that we don't know Jackson. about. If we just yeah. if we just brush the dust off of them, it's Fred Jackson again. And no. the Bills are good at finding those guys. We find those gems because we had Freddie. We yeah. had Duke. We Jason had, Peters, listen, and we ran him out listen, of town. <laughs> when you have Stefan Diggs, you do not. You do not. Like, there, there, there's a portion of the fan base. I've been, like, and I haven't been going hard, like, for real, but I've been joking about, like, trying to recruit Stefan Gilmore back to Buffalo. Right. And right. there's still a portion of the fan base. Same thing. Like, do y'all not understand why – when people get to that place as a player, when they say, you know what, I don't want to play in Buffalo no more. Y'all take it personally, but do you know why they get to that place? It's not because, you know, Buffalo is just, and it is an amazing place and we treat our players great when we're in love with them. But when anything, when something starts to kind of sort of go yep. wrong, yep. boy, oh boy, man, we treat those guys like, like even on a joking thing. And I, I get how serious Marvel is, but remember when Shady gave like the ending away to the Avengers? Dude, they <laughs> wanted to Endgame. they wanted to send that dude out to like they were like, yo, Shady's done. He's but but on a serious note, man, we really run players out of town. You yeah. mentioned Marshawn, you can talk Jason about Peters. Jason Peters, Hall of Famer, you know, like Hall there's, there's so many during, guys. Hall of Famers during the drought area that era, rather, that we ran out of town, that Bill's Mafia ran out of town. For what? Hall of Famers. For what? 
because they wanted more like money. For what? They wanted more money. Jason Peters, we we he was a free agent, like like undrafted free agent, and came in as a tight end, and we made him a left tackle. Now he wants more money. How dare him? And now he's going to the Hall of Fame. It's like that dude could have been your left tackle anchor for sixteen years, right? <laughs> dude. Dude, don't get me started. But anyway, we don't have to because I don't want to beat up because I'm part of the fan base. But I just it just makes me it makes me uneasy when I jump on Twitter or I jump through the comments. Like if I'm watching one of the pressers and I'm in the comments and I'm seeing people to Trey White, they almost yeah. ran Trey White out of Buffalo, man. Right, right. right. Like, yeah. what are we doing here? Right. No, it's, it's so anyways, totally, off, totally off topic. You brought up the Josh Allen thing versus the Derek Carr, or, yeah, Derek Carr contract, and you wanted to talk about Brandon Bean and how special he is. So I'm, I, I'm going to give you the floor, and if you have a question for me, you can ask me. But did you want to expound upon Brandon Bean and the magic that is this guy? This guy, I don't want him ever to leave Buffalo. I want him to retire at 65 years old i want i want him so old and so country talking like buddy nicks but he's brandon Bean, right that's what i want in 25 30 years like who's the longest tenured gm in the nfl in the um, nfl oh if if chris jenke was here he would know i i couldn't tell you off the top of my head it's going to be somebody ridiculous that well, Jerry that, Jones don't count. That but. Jerry Jones, right? <laughs> Somebody ridiculous that probably you could argue doesn't belong in his position anymore because his team is probably trash. Um, but I don't so know. It's Bill Belichick of- after Jerry, then it's Bill Belichick. Those guys, those guys don't um, count. Right. I don't think Belichick counts because he's the coach, but but in a, in a sense, it does count because he's making the, the business. So I want Brandon Bean to be the the GM version of of Bill Belichick. I want him around. Right. Forever. I want Sean McDermott to be around like Mike Tomlin is around for Pittsburgh. Right. Like I get it. You know, Pittsburgh doesn't win every year. How many Super Bowls does Mike Tomlin have? He doesn't have 15 or however long he's been coaching. He doesn't have that many. But guess well, what? They don't win Super Bowls. They're successful. They have a winning record. They, they have he's every never single had a losing, season. He never had a losing record. And that's part of the reason why the discussion. Um, so last night on the code of conduct, we had that discussion too mm-hmm. about coach. Is he first? Is he top five? And then if he's not top five, is Where he on is the he? hot seat because of thirteen and you know thirteen seconds and all that stuff? Regardless, regardless, I don't think winning a Super Bowl is the only way to say this franchise successful. Because mm. I tell you what, I can show you 17 years of of not being successful if that's what you want to go back to. And I'm not saying just like just deal with. Uh, making it to the playoffs and losing. No, we want to win. But that's that 17 year gap did I'm newsflash. That not that you don't know this, but newsflash for anybody listening, whether live right now or in podcast version. That 17 year drop didn't have to happen. There were several occasions, not the Dick Duran era. That's not what I'm talking about because that was mediocrity at its finest. And then when we extended <laughs> Dick Duran, it was like, what is going on? There were many times that the Bills could have made the playoffs, whether in season or if they just had not done what they did the next season. They just shot themselves in the foot so often and screwed themselves over Royal. It's just Jeremy White on WGR said it a long time ago, six, seven, eight years ago, where he literally said, teams make the playoffs by accident. Like sometimes teams, the Jaguars, We'll just go 10 and six back then and make the playoffs by accident and then continue sucking the years, the the next year. The Bills just never did that. They never just got lucky and kind of put something together. Like they did it to themselves. Go ahead. The Bills, the Bills, <laughs> the Bills weren't, they were very unlucky because of just the dumbest. You're right. They like were, there were so many opportunities to be great. So many opportunities. That defense, we had were, that defense, that wide nine was unbelievable. The Dude, wide and, nine and defense not even was that. unbelievable. We had offensive years that were great, like the year. And I know T.O. only, you know, he gave us what he gave us. But that year, that team, mm-hmm. I know Fitz didn't quite do it. But, dude, that t- that the collection of talent that year. Come on, man. We had teams. We had yep. teams. Shout out to my man, John Fina. Uh, he, he's wondering. He's asking everybody if he should come on the Code of Conduct. I have John and I, we um we agreed that he's already coming on. FYI, I can't. <laughs> I'm not taking no for an answer. He's coming on. And we're going to actually talk about the game that he played in that I'm still heartbroken about for several reasons. But we're going to talk about that game that he played in, that Music City Miracle game, and I, I can't wait to have everybody uh, jump in and talk about it. And, and it, I'm heartbroken. And I got yelled at on Twitter because I'm heartbroken about it. But guess what? I hold grudges. Can you can you just look at the blue eyes in that picture? Look Dude, at the he's, blue he's dreaming. Look at the blue <laughs> eyes dreaming. in that picture. 
John, John Fiend is so dr- oh, and shout out to his daughter. I went to uh, the ASU uh, women's rugby's final game of their season. Let me just tell you, she is a beast. And anything that that made John Fina as great as he is, he definitely passed it along to his daughter. Uh, awesome. It's not just his daughter. It's Bruno, who's going to end up in the NFL, and then Roman, who's going to probably end up in the NFL. Like, there's oh, a legacy there for John Fina, which is freaking just, incredible. And I'll be honest with you. Somebody posted, you probably saw it, you know, who's the nicest professional athlete you ever met? And I put John Fina. I was like, this guy right here. It's true. Like, John is just, and his whole family, they're just, they're special people. Super duper special people. And I am... I am very proud of just the the way that Bills Mafia has embraced. I was thinking about it today. I don't know why. The way that Bills Mafia has embraced John and kind of like just welcome welcomed him back into the community and people just like are attracted to him and love him. And I'm glad to be a small part of just that journey. And I think you are too. John's just a special dude. So he's a wonderful person. I hate that. Um, obviously, I, I support the reason why he wasn't at his daughter's game, but I hate that he wasn't there because I wanted to spend time with him. Yeah. He's just one of the best guys that you're going to meet, player or not. You know, he's just he's just a, an all around great guy. So, John, thank you for he sends Joe and I um, these like encouraging messages every so often. <laughs> and it seems like every time that he sends them, it's like right on time. You get what I mean? Like, yep. it's like the perfect John is just I'm just telling you, if you guys don't have the the luxury of of having a, a relationship with him go on twitter follow john fina he's oh, not yeah. the kind of guy that'll shut you out he will show you love like this guy is and we're, we're having it like this is the john fina dedication love show right now <laughs> but and we, we can move forward but i just i really i mean this like and i try to do this publicly a lot because i feel like we always wait to give people their flowers no get that guy his flowers he's freaking awesome man like the dude is he's amazing freaking amazing <laughs> he's telling us to get back on topic <laughs> i don't think we have a topic i think we're just vamping tonight we are just uh the last time it was do you remember matt warren remember that so it was last year i think around this time when you and i just kind of went at a show and didn't have like we're like we're just gonna go on and talk and then some douche like said something about it on yeah Twitter. it was like oh this is a horrible show these guys are all over the place <laughs> matt warren came out and defended us which was amazing it was like well that was cool <laughs> why isn't john verified but he's actually an NFL player. He's an NFL player, and he's a contributor for Rumblings, which is why, why you and I are verified. So we got to get him verified. We got to get him verified for sure, for sure. Yeah. So yes, and uh, get him a JJF seventy shirt. Absolutely, yeah. I have I have one. So what's up, Mark? Good to see you, buddy. Mark's a good dude. I wore dude. my Pontus Army one the other day. I wore that last week. Yeah, he he actually Mark actually sent me a shirt for the girls, uh, a Poncho's Army shirt for the girls, and a uh, John Fina shirt, which is sweet. So yeah, and by the way, just so everybody knows, it, it's still out there. John carries it on that if the Buffalo Bills win a Super Bowl, that we are going to for charity. John and I are going to go through a table, and you are. I'm now cordially inviting you to that event. So if the Bills win a Super Bowl, the three of us, if you're game for it, we'll go through a table. To go through a table, jump, jump through a table. I might have to. We'll, I might have to pray on that one. Because <laughs> the way my back is set up, man, I, I, you will not see me back in in a long time. So we'll see. We'll see. I'll do it. I'll do it. All right. If we so, win the Super Bowl, I'll jump through a table. It'd be for charity. So we're, it'd be a charity event. So we try to do it. Some you know, get a crowd there and stuff like that. Do it for charity. I was thinking about um, for charity. Nobody's going to care about you and me going through a table. They're only going to care about John. <laughs> well, I was thinking about if the Bills win the Super Bowl, I was going to cut my hair for charity. Oh wow! That was right. but but no, I could I could do a jump through the table because I like my hair, so I'd rather keep it. Yeah, yeah. And Richard Rush, yes, you were invited. Everybody's invited. So absolutely. You're doing Amanda's it. telling me you're doing it, Spence. It's happening. <laughs> you might not be able to walk afterwards, but you're doing it. So that's funny. So what's next? So actually you well, had so the question. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say so the question for the show, um, you basically were asking if the bills are if we're ready, if we're you know, if the roster is draft ready. I feel like going into the season, even without the draft, I'm so confident in the roster that we have. Like it, even without the draft. So I'm excited to see what Brandon Bean does in a draft where it seems like we have more picks than we can keep. So I'm very interested to see and in, in what his, you know, just what he does. Does he trade up? Does he trade picks away for players? Does he package? You know, we just got done talking about contracts. Does he, does he send Tremaine away to try to get something back for him now? Or what it, happens? It seems to make the most sense to Joe's going to break a hip. I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to make the most sense to go back to give to let some at 25 why not move to 33 right or 34 
or some, or, sorry, just take up or some position, you know, pre 40. So let somebody get back into the first round, you know, get some extra picks for it and then move those picks. Cause you and I talked last week, I think about, you know, there's, excuse me, I got the hiccups. Oh, there's probably only four guys making this roster off the draft. So why draft seven guys or eight guys? Cause they're not going to mm-hmm. stick. Yeah. It seems to me to make most sense to move back and pick up, you know, and maybe if you can draft four guys in the second and third rounds and then be done for the weekend. I, don't, I mean, the Rams aren't going to draft anybody. So if they can do that and win a Super Bowl, then I don't know why we need to draft anybody out. <laughs> Jamie, he's old. <laughs> I am too, so, Jamie. I promise. So, so is Jamie. <laughs> Jamie's old too at this point. I'm the oldest, but she's old. <laughs> I think we all, once you hit a certain point, it's like, okay, so how are you old today? It's not like, how old are you? How are you old? Listen, Jamie Hamlin is my sister, and only one of us is a grandparent, and it's not me. Ooh. Ouch. He's he's taking shots here. <laughs> he's taking shots here, Jamie. So, but let's ask let's ask um so first starting up, how do you what do you think? Because I know you just said so you don't think that we should go wide receiver round one. So so what direction can, can are we, we going? Not, can we stop round? right there? Cause I put a tweet out on Twitter just about I don't so there's and you and I have talked about the running back in round one. And I understand that it's a different league. I understand that. You know, running backs don't different league, meaning that 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 it's a passing league. I understand and fully get that, you know, for all intents and purposes, running backs last three to four years, maybe, you know, and wide receivers have a longer career. I understand all of that stuff, but wide receivers can still be got just like running backs round two round three. Alvin Kamara was a fourth round pick Stefan Diggs late, right? There's guys that, be, that can be gotten late. Devontae Adams was a second round pick. If, if we are hell-bent on the reality that you don't draft a running back in round one, why would you draft a wide receiver in round one? I, I, I guess I need to justify or get I need to get past that piece first. Why, why well, would you ever draft a running a wide receiver in round one if you can get quality dudes that can make a difference, Gabriel Davis? In round three, it's different though because I don't I don't think Gabriel Davis is viewed as, um, you know, like he's not he's not a Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's the only one from that draft, and there were six wide receivers taken in that draft. I think. Well, okay. I mean, maybe that draft's a bad example. Let's go back a few years. Like, go back to the OBJ draft. Go back to you know, like, go back to the year where we went and got Sammy. Sammy didn't work, but there's wide receivers typically last longer for their careers when they're good. I, I get I get that, but you can still get them late, later, second, third, fourth. You can, round. but it's it, but it's it's way more, like the draft John, itself. Steve Johnson was a seventh, and he and he's got a Bills record. He's the only wide receiver until this coming year to have three thousand yard receiving years in like as a Buffalo Bill. I think in a okay. row or as a Bill, a seventh but, round pick. But when you look at Stevie Johnson and you you compare him to other number one receivers in history, do you look at Stevie Johnson like a stud? No, or was he? Right. So what I'm saying is like, it's a different caliber. He was our number one guy. So he got those targets and he, you know, and and, and Stevie was great. I don't mean that as a diss to Stevie. I love Stevie. But what I'm saying is there's also when you draft a a Justin Jefferson, when you draft a DeAndre Hopkins, you know who DeAndre Hopkins, you know, it's a different quality of player. But we are never going to draft in that position to get Mm -hmm. DeAndre Hopkins. We're not getting a D hop. We're not drafting top 10. It's, It's unless the wheels come off. And then we're having a different conversation about is Josh Allen worth the money? Is is McDermott on the hot seat? Right? Like, what like what missed or was somebody injured? I'm checking to see when do you do you know when Eric Moltz was drafted? I believe nineties. What position? Round one, oh, pick, no. round one, pick twenty four. How about that? <laughs> the Bills pick twenty five this year. So there you go. <laughs> so again, you just said we can't. We got one with Eric Modes one pick earlier. Yeah. And and the thing is, for me, I'm not. And you know, I'm not one of those guys that say don't draft running back first round. I think there's a difference in drafting um, mid to to high twenties as opposed to drafting top ten. If if there's a running back there you take them. Like if the guy at 25 can help you get over the hump and help your running game be improved, you take them. What's a bigger need? I'm not that, What's a bigger need running back or wide receiver? For me, wide receiver. Really? Yeah. Yeah. For me, wide receiver. I, I understand why everybody loves Gabriel Davis. I love Gabriel Davis. I don't think he's as good as we think he is. And, and no, okay. I, let, been, let me, let me reframe the question. What is the bigger need knowing that, whatever that they're going to take the other one before round three does that make sense so what is the bigger need in round one wide receiver running back knowing that before round three they're going to take the other position 
I still say wide receiver because to no me, I receiver. think I don't think you you can in this draft you you don't have to take a running back the first couple rounds. I don't think, and I don't think I think now after obviously the draft talks and how everybody moves up or down and all that, now there's running backs that are like you take him in the first round. But all throughout the year, all throughout the football season, every draft analyst that I personally know, and then every guy that you watch on FS1, ESPN, and all these other networks have been saying, this isn't the draft for running backs. You're going to have a deep one in 2023. 2022 isn't it. So right, I'm just right. not the guy that's going to switch it up just because some guys have some good drills or they right. do well at the combine. I agree. No, to me, this year is a deep wide receiver, deep cornerback, deep safety draft. Hey. We got three knees that we just talked about right there. For sure. But de- but, but, but again, okay. that, that depth, that depth that you're talking about, it being deep provides the opportunity to get them in rounds two and three. I mean, what happens if they trade back from 25 to 38 and they end up with three second round picks and they get wide receiver, running back, safety, or corner, right? In the, but I'd in- be I'd be pissed because we don't have we don't have three extra or two extra roster positions open like we we only have limited space anyway and I, and, and again maybe obviously brandon bean is is a gm and i'm not for a reason but to me when i'm talking about like having picks it's like why are we why are we literally just going to draft somebody to give them away like mm. you know we're going to develop these guys if they stick to our practice squad we're going to develop them put our resources into them and then another team is going to come pluck them when they get an injury because we are still one of the healthier teams in the league and a blah, 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 blah. Right. Right. Um, and then just want to also comment on John Herring says, I'm seriously underrating Davis. I think Buffalo is seriously overrating Davis. And when I say that you have to understand where I'm coming from and what my heart is. I'm not saying he's bad. I think Gabriel Davis is a, is actually a really, really good receiver. I don't think what we saw in that playoff game against the chiefs makes him a potential Wide there's, receiver one. There's some, recency, wide receiver. There's, a, there's some recency bias there for sure. But I think that's all it is. And I understand. I love him. I am not saying anything negative about Gabriel Davis. I'm happy he's on our team. But when you're looking at Gabriel Davis, he's not going to go and, and be wide receiver one on, you know, like you send him down to Miami. He's not. You send him, you know, like if look at the top teams in the league, the top teams in the league. Right now, you send Gabriel Davis down to Miami. He's probably the fourth wide receiver on their team. Yeah, the buff the Buffalo Bills round one. If they if they make a pick in round one, even with Tremaine Edmonds on this roster, and they're not, they know. So hypothetically speaking, four men enter, two men leave. They know that Edmonds is not going to be here after round after year five. So we're gonna we're gonna walk out the last year of his contract and then let him let him go find a deal. They got to take a corn a corner at twenty five. They've got to go corner. That's the only, to me, that's the only acceptable draft pick. To getting back to the original question, mm-hmm. only only acceptable draft pick at twenty five is corner. That's it. And if, the, if somebody else just posted, and if corner's not there, you trade out of that pick. I could, I could see. I'm not mad at corner. I'm not mad at corner or receiver. Well, you said I think last year. Imagine if we drafted another number one corner and we got that guy and Trey across from it with our two safeties. Yeah. Like and, and, and so, again, I'm with it. Trust me, I'm not mad at it at all. I just um I, I still think it's very it's a need uh-oh. that uh oh uh oh dinner date. Oh, he already knows it's, it's whatever you want to do, John. It, it, it yes, you just you just let me know, yes. But <laughs> but uh you've got my number. The, yeah, yeah, just whatever you want is a yes. But um but but seriously, when we're talking about, you know, the wide receiver room and we're talking about the cornerback, cornerback, I think cornerback if you really look at it is the greatest need. I will yes. I will agree with that. Is the gr- the greatest need. But I think a lot of us are under appreciating the need for a wide receiver because of the recency bias with Gabriel Davis. We lost Emmanuel Sanders and we lost um, Beasley. And I know we picked up, you know, we, we picked up our, what's this guy? Uh, Crowder. 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 And I like Crowder. Very good. Younger, you know, so he's going to give us a little bit, hopefully. But Jamison Crowder? We need a wide receiver. I just don't think we need one in round one. <clears throat> I hear you. I, for me, I'm, I'm just, is best player available out of those positions 
in those realms for me. Right, so right. if if there's a higher graded receiver than a higher graded cornerback, or if the value, it just depends on the value, and you have to give yeah, and take. So yeah. like, okay, well, come around second round when we pick in the second round. How do you think the board is going to fall? Will there still be quality cornerbacks if we take a wide receiver in one, or will there be more wide receivers in round two? So we should we take the cornerback for whatever Brandon Bean does. I'm going to trust him, but I really, really. I, and I've been watching these games and I purposely have been watching them back just to kind of keep an eye on certain guys and certain positions. This is why I'm saying as much as everybody loves Gabriel Davis, I do right. too. I just don't think Gabriel Davis, like that game, if you look at the numbers for that game and you look at that game, you would just think like, oh my God, the Bills really lucked up. They got two Stefan Diggs on the team. Like you would just think that we would have that caliber. He hasn't shown me that yet. I would love to be wrong. Right but I don't think I would put Gabriel Davis on that level of wide receiver. So I, to me, I do think when you're looking at the, the and I've, I've said this every week now, I feel like a broken record. When you look at um, the Super Bowl winners of the last three, four or five years, look at the depth that they had at wide receiver. Well, let's, when you let's, got Antonio Brown being a third receiver, I can't, you know, like Gabe Davis is, yeah, he's, he's, he's solid, but, but we're going to need to still have another guy. Let's be honest. Ryan Bates is the starting right guard on this football team. Ike Bakker is, depth and Roger Saffold is going to play left guard who was the number eight or nine ranked inside offensive lineman. So guard in the NFL last year, he's on a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised if the bills go inside offensive line. If they go guard at 25, that's possible as well. It is possible. And it is possible. I, I can't I've... say that it wouldn't necessarily be smart. It might be smart. Did mean to turn the, shut the conversation no i was somebody is trying to correct that i wasn't saying uh, is opposite but not somebody's texting me about our conversation when i said nuke i didn't say nuke was drafted drafted top 10 i said he was drafted first round so first of uh, all tell your buddy to get out of the text messages and get in the comments comment comment comment. (laughs) it's bryce he's just mad because he's about to lose this bet about this jersey anyway so he he's he's wrong twice tonight so just go ahead and get my jersey ready and i didn't say he was drafted top 10 i was referring to the draft and saying that type of talent you get for a receiver in round one as opposed to waiting but give, you know what I mean? give bryce my number and so that i can text him and tell him never to bet make a bet with you because <laughs> you are guaranteed to lose <laughs> joe had to wear his patriots jersey and he hated every bit of it and i, I, bought, I, really a thought I, was jersey. I bought a cory bohorka's jersey so. i thought i was gonna lose my friend that night though when you wore that cam jersey i was like yeah joe hates me after <laughs> i was not happy i was definitely not happy at all about that but yeah. So what's that? I want to know why Crowder is a stopgap. He is not old. Uh, well, do you want to take this one? Nope. Okay. <laughs> nope. Nope. Well, in in my opinion, I don't think that he's old. It's not that he's old or not. It's it's the level of play. It's the level of talent. Now he could he could show us all wrong. Like last year, he didn't have a Josh Allen caliber of quarterback. He could get here and and. Everybody that's played with Josh Allen has had a career year. He could come in and do the same thing. And Brandon Bean, Brandon Bean might be like, you know what, Jamison, let's give you an extension. Let's keep mm-hmm. you around Buffalo and Western New York for, for years to come. That might happen. But right now, what we've seen from, from Jamison Crowder, he's not he's not the guy that you're going to come in and say, okay, right. now our wide receiver room is the best receiving core in the league. I, like right now, if you're if you're looking at wide receiver cores throughout the whole league, you don't rank the Bills in the top five, do you? I don't. And the current, so the the hard part. So, mm, that's funny because I could make an argument, and I and, and I and I sort of made it last week that Jamison Crowder was the best weapon on that Jets team last year. Mm-hmm. You don't right now, but Jamison Crowder could come in and be at eight hundred to a thousand yards. I would, I would love and, to be and, wrong. Like and next year, and next year the conversation is that was and is still right a top five mm-hmm. wide receiver room in the NFL. And and I would love to be wrong there. Yeah. I'm just again based off of what we've seen and based off of the profile of the players. When when you're looking at the Bengals, man, like the receivers that they have, you're looking at the Rams, the receivers that they have. You're looking at the Dolphins. Like had, I know we don't like the had, Dolphins. OBJ is gone. So is Robert Woods. Had they they also when you get a chance, look at the Rams offseason moves. <laughs> Just who's, saying, who, like, who's been picking for for wide receivers? Because I know Robert Woods is gone, and so is OBJ. Let's do this. Uh, I, did, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, Rams depth chart. Allen Robinson is who they picked up. 
I like OBJ nice. and Robert Woods better than him, though. Don't you? And Allen Robinson? At this point of his career right now, Allen Robinson just needed a quarterback, man. Like, yeah. Allen Robinson going out there with, with Cup is not going to be easy to deal with. And, there's, and, and the door isn't closed on Odell Beckham Jr. He's just not... T- technically expected to be right. back until right. like November. Back to your point. I cut Strong you off. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Go back to your point. I, I don't forgot the point now. It's okay. Oh, but, sorry. Um, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. But the, well, no, the point is when you look at, when you look at teams like that, you look at the Rams, you look at, yeah. um, and I don't think the Bengals are making it back. I just said it earlier. They're not making it to the playoffs, but they have a better receiving unit. They yeah, don't have yeah, a better yeah. team. Um, you look at, man, you, we could go around the league, honestly, and there's there's a bunch of teams that we could look at and we're like, okay, these guys actually are stacked when it comes to this. I, I just, I don't think the Bills Ooh. have a top five wide receiver unit. This is a great question. And Devontae Adams went to New England, right? Not Devontae Adams, Devontae Parker. Sorry. I was going to say Devontae Adams went to Raiders. the Raiders. Devontae Parker. Which, and, I, and I didn't even I didn't even mention the Raiders there. Yeah. You got Renfro and Adams now, and you got Waller. He's a tight end, but to me, he's a receiver. The Dolphins, though, yes. I mean, between Tyree Kill and, and Waddle and Gesicki, right? I mean, there's some guys there. I'm putting them. So again, you know, it's like I understand the love for Gabriel Davis, but when you're looking at look at Stefan Gilmore or Gilmore, Stephon Diggs, you look at Davis Crowder and Isaiah mm-hmm. McKenzie, and then you compare them to the wide receiver room of the Miami Dolphins. Which which not saying because we love our team. I get it. We love our squad, so we're gonna take our boys. Right. But if right. you really are being honest about this and you're just taking talent, you're a GM and they say, Okay, you get to take just yeah, the Broncos. Come on, man. And they just got a quarterback. I like me some Cortland so, Sutton. I love. I, I like love me. Cortland Sutton. I can't wait to see what um what what Judy does. Yep. yep. I think Judy is going to be a problem. I yep. think um so what I'm saying is the Chargers are loaded. Dude, you know who doesn't have are, a great wide receiver core? The Chiefs. Chiefs. <laughs> but, they see, Patrick, but they got Patrick. Patrick Mahomes. So I don't know. See, I think y'all sleeping on the Chiefs because I don't think Juju is nearly as bad as as what we want to make him. We just don't like him. I think I think there's a every every receiving talented player has a shelf life, and that shelf life comes quick. And I think Kelsey's re, what thirty four. Kelsey's thirty four, going to be thirty four, and and Juju to me I think has lost a step as well. But that's we'll see. I mean I could be wrong. I I don't think he's lost a step. I think that his quarterback lost his shoulder. So I, I did, like he was he was getting the ball thrown by Ben Roethlisberger at that point. That's absolutely so I just don't true. think. You know, and and that offense, if you look at that offense, Chase Claypool wasn't the same. Like Chase Claypool did better with Duck Hodgins than he did with Ben Roethlisberger. So I just think that even even Chase is going to do a lot better now with, in my opinion, with our guy Mitch out there as opposed to to Ben. John Herring says, wait a minute. Did you just say that Buffalo does not have a top five wide receiver? No, I just we have a top two wide receiver. We don't have a top five wide receiver room. Right. I didn't say we don't have a top receiver we don't have the room total yeah, buffalo does not have a top five receiver room where last year we had probably a top three wide receiver room between the, the guys that we had which is why other dudes couldn't get on the field whoops that was an accident oh well he's just saying juju's Ju- daryl says juju is not a slouch plus they have draft ammo don't count on the they got two first round draft picks how's that even possible that I'm they just, have that many draft picks no just i know they traded tyree kill but yeah Steve Lynn, shout out to Steve with our first super chat of the night at the end of the show. Appreciate you, man. Says our wide receiver room is behind Raiders, Denver, Cincy, Tampa, Chargers, Bengals, Miami. We need another elite weapon if we want to compete. We have not replaced Sanders. And that's what I'm saying. It's not a yeah. shot at the team. I still think we yeah. have the best team. It's true. But if you're going to break it down room by room, you can't tell me that that you're looking at these teams and you look at the wide, rec- wide receivers that they have and you're like, yeah, we got that. No, we don't. We don't. And he didn't even add the Rams there. You know, so I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't either. We'll see. We we will see. And we are at absolutely at the point where we talked about we talked about this a couple weeks ago, I think, where Josh Allen is the is is the quarterback now that has to raise the level of play around him, of the guys around him. He's that guy. Yeah. I think he's there. Um, so, and that was um, so. Next week on the show, I'm not gonna have a guest on Dakota Conduct. I'm just gonna. I'm, so, I watched um, the last five games of the season. So, I'm gonna be breaking down, not like film, because we can't do that on this network because YouTube doesn't like when we share film. Mm. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna be talking about the areas of growth that I've seen from Josh Allen and the things that I 
look forward to going into the next season. And the biggest, the biggest trait is just that it factor. Like he's taking that next step to where he's now, he's the point guard of the team for real. Like he's really right, about to right. be LeBron James. Last year I got, I got kind of beat up because I, I made a comparison between Josh Allen and, and uh, LeBron James. You're going to see that this year though. I stand behind that take. Not, not in the sense where I think, or I thought Josh was as great as LeBron at that point, but I think the intangibles that he brings to the game, mm-hmm. the way he's a freak athlete, the way he's this year, we're going to see, the, the last five games from Josh, man, we saw Josh do things that we didn't see his entire career. He had two perfect no-punt games. He had he had complete dominance against the team that we lost to. It wasn't it wasn't his fault we lost that game. No. So it wasn't complete you know, dominance. The first three quarters of that game were a little boring and a little Chiefs Chiefs sided. So I, mean, I was there. I can't say Chiefs sided because because on both sides of the were, I, I just watched up, it. They were up by two possessions. They were up by two possessions at one point. That was the moment I, re- wasn't, I, I remember the feeling standing in, in standing there when they went up at two possessions going, ooh, this is not good. Now, obviously, it Alan was like nine him. points, though, right? It wasn't it was, even it, still two possessions. That's a big when you're playing the Chiefs, but it's nine points. Yeah, nine points. No, two, but two, you're, no, but you're saying that like our offense isn't our offense. So like now this year with our wide agreed. receiver room, agreed. I would argue with you. But when when we're no, and I'm saying this hindsight now, like Josh didn't put up 21 points and you know or 18 right, points right, in right. two minutes. But you know when we have that offense and we have the guys that we have, like it, not, just like the Chiefs. Like I never get when I'm watching Chiefs games and they're down by 10 points or even two touchdowns. I watch Tom Brady and he's down by 14 points. To me, it's not like Tom Brady's about to lose this game. I guess so that's my, how I feel with the Bills. My point is, is we did a Humpty Hotline before that football game, right? Before that, mm-hmm. before the division round game. And in that Humpty Hotline, if I had known the future and I had said to you in the third round or the third quarter, we're going to be down by two possessions, you would have been, ooh, that's not good. Even coming off that Patriots, the reason we feel better about it is because we saw what happened. Allen was hot and couldn't miss. But going into that game, if I had said to you in the third quarter, we're going to be down by two possessions, you'd be like, that's not great. Again, See, I, don't, Chiefs, I mean, maybe maybe the back Chiefs then I would. Home, the Chiefs maybe, home. maybe back then I would have, but I'm but I'm telling you, like the confidence level that I have after watching these five games, yeah. seeing who Josh is, like at this point going into the season, it, there's not going to be a game that I'm going to feel like we can't win. I'm not saying we're going undefeated. We're not I going thought, 17 I thought to know. that way last year than the Jaguars game. Happened. I didn't. I didn't feel that way last year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Number one defense, I, 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 Josh Allen, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, Stephon Diggs, right? I mean. Yeah, but I, I, for me, when I watched the games last year, like the entire season, there was an eye test to me that the offense didn't give me that they gave me the year before. Like, so they didn't pass the eye test this year until the end of the season for me. Right. Last year, the, the year before, from week one, they came yeah. out the gate and it was and just like, go. holy smokes, who is this? <laughs> like, what in the world? This year, it was like, oh, they're just not clicking. They're not doing this. And it could have been that Josh was trying to force the ball and trying to force some chemistry between it him was, and it, Sanders. It, it, it could have been. It wasn't. I've been trying to figure out a way on my own show on, on the Overreaction Pod to figure out a way to, to correlate it to the Sabres. And I know you don't watch a lot of hockey, but the Sabres right now are a young, Zero. a young, very scrappy team. Very, very scrappy team. And when they play, they play with an enormous sense of urgency that puts the team that they're playing against, no matter how good they are, on the defense. Like, they, like it's why are these guys skating so fast and why are they trying so hard? And we mm-hmm. talked about it last year, that in 2020, the Bills came out on offense with a sense of urgency every game. And in 2021, it was like, we're going to win, right? And it's like, no, you have to play. Like you still have to play. And to me, that's a big piece of what we lost in 2021 until late was just that sense of urgency. And in that Chiefs game, when it got to the fourth quarter, Allen had urgency. It was like, now's the time. We're about like, it's time to turn this, flick the switch. And I don't know if that's a defensive-minded coach thing from McDermott or what, but in 2020, we did not see it. In 2020, we saw urgency. Score early and often right now. And you almost have to wonder, we've talked about this too, was it because the Bills felt the defense was lacking which it probably is probably what it was. We got to score a lot and quick. Otherwise, we're going to mm-hmm. be in trouble. And last year, it's like, no, our defense is good. Stars yeah, back. We we're, back. We're, we're good. We're just, just, just and I can't game. wait to see. I, I can't wait to see for both of them to come together. Like, give me the offense from two years ago and the defense from last year and just destroy teams. Like, I want to yeah, see, yeah. you know, you go out there and put up 35 points and keep teams to six or nine points. I want right. to see that. Right. I do. Right. I don't think it's realistic in, in the way the AFC is set up this year, but 
dude, I, I just, man, I, I want to want to see it. And real quick, last comment of the night. Shout out to my man D. He's been in here all night. All night. He says they didn't have the running game uh, figured out until late either. And so, so this is the part. One of the things that I opened up to code of conduct with yesterday is the fact that um, Devin Singletary, you're right, he looked the part late. Mm-hmm. And if if he can go into this next season being that guy consistently, the Buffalo Bills are going to be an issue for whoever we go up against for any team. Because yep. Devin Singletary was turning two yard gains into six yard runs. Yep. He was turning negative one yard uh, plays to to four yard gains, and he was doing it consistently. And he was mm-hmm. moving the a guy his size moving the pile. And now we just upgraded the offensive line. If we can get that version of Devin Singletary and we can get Josh Allen to do what he did in those last five, six games, I promise you, we are going to be having a very good time this time next year on this show. Yeah, we upgraded the offensive line and the offensive line coach, in my opinion, for sure. Yeah. So you ready for me to take us out? Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings vodcast network so good to have you guys with us thank you for joining us this evening and thank you for joining us if you are downloading this in podcast form we appreciate every single listen whatever platform you are on please like and subscribe hump that like if you're on youtube right now hump that like if you're on a podcast version whatever you got to do subscribe like and if you're on youtube run your cursor over the little bell if you click the bell then you're gonna get notified every single time i go live or spence goes live or we go live or uh uh, John Fina and I go live or Bruce goes live. So click the bell. You'll get notified. You won't miss a single minute of content from Buffalo rumblings. But uh, for me, for Jay Spence, the King, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. I got to get queued up here. Do you have any final words before we do the go bills thing? I, I didn't even, I'm sorry. You, my audio went in and out. Just, just when you oh, said sorry. that. I was just, I was just trying to navigate over, but uh, for myself, for Jay Spence, the King, we love you guys. We appreciate the bills mafia. Looking forward to the draft. Looking forward to everything coming up in the off season for me. Can't Jay wait. Spence, can't wait. Go bills. Go bills. Go bills.